You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Wow. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 153. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner at Roro. The host of Large Popcorn and Video Essays, Christian Macias at ISO Christian. And what is Gage and? is not here, but he will return okay. next week. Okay. What's up? What's up? Everything's up, man. What is happening with Liverpool this season? You know? Dan, do you have answers? Can you I, answer me this? I have no answers. Okay. Not keeping up with the current season? No, no. Wow. Wow. Shame. I'm not, I'm not a soccer aficionado. I apologize. Anyways, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You'll find us there. Twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN. And for the final time, Twitter at Podcast PXN. I'll get into that in a second. But the topic of the show this week, guys, is... Gamescom opening night live recap for this year. Let's go. Jeff Keeley back at it here again. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So let's go ahead and jump right in. But before we jump in the quick bites, just as a quick little uh, house note here, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Twitter uh, streaming is no longer going to be a thing after this week's episode. Uh, I got a notification that our service that we use restream they will only let us stream to two platforms starting on monday of next week so uh from here on out we're just going to stream to twitch and youtube um which honestly might be better in the long run anyways because you can't really interact with the twitter stream anyways there's no chat or anything it's just the stream so hopefully maybe uh the people watching there will just join us on twitch or youtube instead all right all right all right moving into the quick bites now guys our first quick bite avalanche studios the creators of just cause uh were apparently making an iron man game that was canceled by disney um and apparently they pulled the pl uh, plug on the project back in 2012 so that's quite the quite the scoop there long before marvel spider-man and all the current successes of marvel's video games um this sounds actually really cool, like especially with Avalanche's uh, success with open world games. I feel like this kind of uh, this might have been a cool thing. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think could have been a cool pairing? I don't know. Yeah, I think it would have been a, a cool pairing. Like the, I don't know that much about the Just Cause uh, games, but I have seen some gameplay, and it seems like they get jetpacking really good in those sort of games and i feel like that would be a good match with iron man's thrusters and all that kind of stuff so they might have might have had the traversal down for iron man uh really well so that could have been cool but obviously i've only seen the one clip and it was pretty cinematic so i don't know what gameplay would would have looked like but it is disappointing i would, I would like to, i would like an iron man game that that sounds fun yes i'm on the other end where i'm like yeah i would have played really cool because just cause plays amazingly like avalanche studio really knows how to make like traversal really fun and it could have been a really like very great traversal i'd argue the 2008 iron man game was also or 2008 late 2000s iron man game was also pretty fun to traverse in but like 
part of the reason why we love uh, the Insomniac games so much is that they really nail the characters and the story. And I've never cared about like the Just Cause stories when I've played them. Like I don't know if anyone does anyone <laughs> like, love those stories. No. <laughs> what, what's going on with the Reapers? I don't remember what happened in Just Cause Two. Anyway, um, so that's like that the only like the, the only thing that is like maybe wasn't up to par was just like the story. So mm. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Moving on to our next quick bite, guys. High on Life has been officially delayed to December 13th, 2022. Uh, we got this news last week before their uh, extended gameplay. We got a Gamescom, uh, which we'll talk about here in the topic of the show. But uh, it was delayed to December 13th, 2022. So it uh, gives it a little bit of extra breathing room from the fall madness, as you pointed out, I believe, Christian, <laughs> to me in our yes. chat. You don't want to be going up against uh, in between Call of Duty and you know God of War, all the other I, or Sonic Frontiers. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I was yeah, gonna yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Titanfall two did it, and it worked out. Oh wait, it didn't work oh. out. <laughs> Turns out, did you know that was actually not uh, EA's doing? That was Respawn's doing. Oh, really? Which is like, dang, Respawn. Why would you shoot yourself oh, in the foot <laughs> like this? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Moving on, guys, a game we've been talking about a lot lately. Multiverses is the highest gross, uh, grossing, grossing game for July, despite being free to play. Uh, how in the world? Like, I guess it does make sense, though. Like, the game is really fun, so it's it pulls people into the free-to-play environment, and then you purchase characters with um, basically packs or whatever. So... Um, it, it does make sense that it's doing well because the game's a lot of fun. So it's cool to see this uh, up on the top for July. Yeah, I think it's also has to do a little bit with like, there aren't really a ton, quote unquote, of games to play right now. Not, there's like no one zeitgeist thing that everyone is playing. Everyone's off doing their own thing. And when you have a free to play game launching, that's, you know, filling in that little void of maybe people aren't like playing Smash right now or whatever. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, good for them, though. Yeah. I want to see them keep women, keep winning and updating this game because it, it's a lot of fun. Heck, yeah. I'm glad that they're making some money. We need a and P PXN night of this. Yes. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it? I just don't want to learn it. <laughs> oh, well, it's the... not that hard. It's, I, I'm just, you could just button Nash. smash it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I if it's just us that's playing. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I pointed out today in, in our little private Twitter chat, a little, everyone, here's the whole thing about me. I'm a hater, okay? <laughs> what do haters do? They hate. They hate. Yeah. I think that's a song, right? Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Yeah, right. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I respect Dan for going up to bat every single time. That's <laughs> Moving on from there, guys. Uh, PlayStation Studios has some film updates for us. Uh, the first one here, Sony is working on a film adaptation for Days Gone. Of course, the widely popular video game that they totally didn't just can. Uh, why did you Why did you guys can the series and then now you're going to create a movie? Anyways, uh, so the, the producers are eyeing Outlander's Sam he Hegan to play Deacon St. John. Uh, reported by Deadline, Sony is apparently developing the film with an adaptation from X-Men First Class story developer Sheldon Turner. I don't know if this is any names that are of any importance to you, Christian, but 
as the uh, movie buff? Uh, I mean, no, not not particularly. I don't. I didn't recognize Sheldon Turner, but I do recognize X Men First Class. Um, thankfully, it's not Brian Singer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this could be good. I don't know. I I think. Actually, no. I'll I'll, I'll say my thoughts until we get to the next item. Okay. Uh, and that next item is Gravity Rush film is also in the works. Uh, and apparently this is based on the PlayStation game, of course, and works from Scott Free. I don't know who Scott Free is, but I'm sure maybe Christian, maybe will. I don't know. Uh, Anna Mastro also attached to direct from Emily Jerome's script. Uh, I don't these names. I don't Emily Jerome is from Panopticon. Anna Mastro's from Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Um, none of this is making, this is all like gibberish to me. <laughs> I don't, um, but yeah, the open world PlayStation Vita game developed by Japan. Wait, PlayStation, oh, it is a Vita game. I didn't even realize that that game was a Vita game. Yeah, I yeah. The, yeah. the oh. first one was. Okay. The first, yep. I'm, I'm learning all the kinds of things by reading <laughs> this article, everyone. Uh, but it has. Uh, Players that control cat with an amnesiac, amnesiac, with the ability to manipulate gravity. Uh, so you guys had talked about this being like more animated rather than live action. Is that what you guys want to see from this? Before we even get there. Yes. <laughs> Ro and I will probably be on the same wavelength on that. I want to answer a question that you asked earlier. Tony, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> why are you Why are you taking games? an IP that you have like canceled closed down a whole studio in this case for you know studio Japan gravity rush hmm. um, and then are, are all of a sudden interested in making that IP into different things that does it's just very weird business uh, to me like they they went out of their way they made like this huge like mural of PlayStation characters cat was one of them they put it on the storefront and when they put it on the storefront they digitally removed cat from that image just to have it like on the storefront. Wow. An erasure of a character that you are now turning into a movie. I, yeah. It just boggles my mind. And they're just like doing everything. The Twisted Metal TV show, sure. A Gravity Rush movie, <laughs> I get. Is anyone like fiending for this? No. However, if with the right, with the if right it looks team. good, with the right, the right team, <laughs> if it's animated, this could be this could be really freaking cool. I mean, look at like Sony Pictures uh, animation with like you know, obviously. Mitchell's for the Machines is one that people really like a lot as well. Like that's that's Sony anim yeah. animation team. Uh, but of course, the Spider-Man Miles Morales movies that I'm blinking on the name right now. Into the Spider Verse. Spider yeah, yeah, of course, uh, is fantastic. So if it's if this could be in a similar vein, it could be uh, stunning. It would be incredible to witness because the game visually is really freaking cool. Um, a movie format would be just as dope. Sorry, bro. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know what else I could add. I, I'm completely on the same wavelength as you, as you said. I would love a Gravity Rush movie, but at the same time, I completely agree. It sucks that this is where we are, where the, the studio has no longer existed. This We're probably never getting a, a Gravity Rush 3, but they're making a movie out of it, which I, I can't imagine how that must feel for the people who, who created the game. Yeah. And yeah, so, but I love Gravity Rush. Uh, played it on the Vita back in the day, played Gravity Rush two on ps4 great games so i would be i'd be lying if I'm, I'm not excited for a gravity rush movie but it is a there's definitely a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing for sure okay well at least someone is you know 
sticking it back to Sony here because our next oh. story, Sony is being sued for 5 billion euro over PlayStation Store pricing. Uh, after reading the story, I was like, this makes no sense whatsoever. Like, why? No. This, this is, from what I gather of this article, so apparently the lawsuit filed with the Competition Appeal Tribunal on August 19th states that consumers have been overcharged for digital purchases of games and DLC as Sony is charging a 30% commission. Every platform does that. What, am I missing something here? Like, I'm very confused about that. Uh, so why are they suing Sony? I'm not really sure. Uh, we believe Sony has abused its position and ripped off its customers. With this legal action, I am standing up for the millions of UK people who have been unwittingly overcharged. Maybe there's something we don't I don't know about the UK, the way the UK store works or something. But uh, as far as I'm aware, it's just the 30% is basically the cut that the PlayStation store takes from any game being on the store, just like Apple does with their store, uh, you know, Xbox does with their store, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess I'm confused as to what they are suing them for, <laughs> to be honest. And it, it, you're probably right. You, I think you answered it yourself in, in your own comment, which is it probably is just different um, taxing depending on countries. Um, I, and I just don't know what the UK's is like, let alone the rest of Europe. Right. So it could be something there. Fair, fair, fair. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little confused, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think this is gonna go in their favor. I don't think they're gonna gonna win this. But good good luck to them. But you said they're overcharging. In in what in what way? Like the games are too much on their store? It says yeah, it just says games and DLC. So the purchase of okay. games and DLC. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I mean, if they should sue anybody, they should sue Nintendo, if that's what they're going after. But. Dude, I'm so funny. it's so funny you said that. The top comment on this IGN story is, should have started with Nintendo. <laughs> wow. That's, that's base. That's a base take. You like that? Dan, you got it right. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. All right. My God. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next story. PSVR 2 is seemingly releasing early 2023, according to official PlayStation accounts. And if you're listening to this podcast, Christian is praising everyone right now. Praising, <laughs> praising Sony. Uh, so we've got a little graphic that says PSVR 2, and they posted that it's coming 2023. I'm on my knees, Jim Ryan. I'm praying. I'm praying. Give it to me. Let it also. Oh, God. I want like a PSVR 2 state of play ASAP. Actually, no. I want a September showcase with hella stuff and in it a whole 20 minute segment just on PSVR 2. Show me the games. Give me a date. Give me the price. And I'll open my wallet, baby. Damn. Wow. You heard it here first. I hope we get a, a that would be cool. I would love yeah. a new state of play or showcase, especially on VR. That would be cool. I'm down for that. I still I, think... Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what I'm, I'm about to say something Whoa. completely different. Completely different, so go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, they, Sony has the chance to make like PSVR 2 blow up. I, I really hope that they nail the price point because... I, I'm afraid that if it is $500 while it's on par with what Oculus is doing, I'm afraid, 
No one's going to buy it right. at 500 right? That's, that's what I'm afraid of. So I, I really hope they hit the right price point to be able to continue to support this over time because uh, they're obviously not going to support it if it doesn't sell well. So, uh, yeah, I, I really hope that they hit the, the sweet spot for the price there. And, yeah, I and mean, we talked about it at length. Like, it, it's on par with, like, higher-end VR specs. So, like, yeah, what is this price going to be? And, honestly, they, they might just have to eat a huge chunk of it and hope that they make up for it in software sales. Um, and I think if they do eat that cost, make it a little bit lower, make it maybe 400 but then also offer the VR titles um, on the PC side with their PC launcher that opens up the, mm. uh, the audience to a whole, a whole, uh, you know, plethora of, of people who maybe not don't have PS5s but can still play PS5 games, so to speak. Um, yeah, like, like, or we'll have to wait and see. Even just PC support in general, right? Like, let you plug it into sure. Steam and and use it that way. I think that would be huge. Absolutely. Bro, what, I just wanted to. Were you I was going to shout out Kurok in the chat saying oh. he uh, he's ready to take or to give his money to Sony for PSVR 2 as well. Yeah, he's ready too? Yep, he's ready. And he said he's watching us on his new 4K 50-inch TV. And Let's I'm like, I'm not, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. How do, how do I look in, H, in 4K, not even <laughs> HD? <laughs> <laughs> Although the stream is in 1080p, so I apologize, Kirk. We should have did a 4K stream for you. <laughs> next yeah. week, next week. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Christian's got his original PSVR there. Let's fucking go. Wow. It's time. Wow. Can, we, can you put the, the camera into the lens so we can enter the world of VR? <laughs> I don't know how that'll work. Uh, I don't either. Uh, moving on to our next quick bite, guys. Big Battlefield 2042 improvements and updates are on the way by way of the official Battlefield Twitter account. Uh, Gage was very excited about this as well, so I, I want to point that out as well. The next Battlefield dev update is here. Our vision to reintroduce classes to 2042. Battlefield portal weapons will be added to the 2042 armory and map changes for renewal and orbital. Um, these are very exciting uh, updates, especially uh, I think you were playing with us when we were talking about this as well, Christian. Uh, me, you, and Gage were all talking about this. Like One of the things that Battlefield 2042 is missing is a lot more weapons. So adding the yes. Battlefield portal weapons to 2042 is a huge win um, to instantly garner a lot, of, a lot more content into that, um, that, that play space and also classes coming back. That's exactly what battlefield fans want it's almost it feels like it still boggles my mind that this stuff is like coming like way later than it should have but like yeah. this is like literally exactly what gauges and we were playing is like you have all these like kind of assets there with portal just put them into battlefield 2042 proper lo and behold here we are a few weeks later and they're actually doing that so yeah gauge you're kind of a prophet Kind of a problem. <laughs> kind of a problem. <laughs> so, to give you a little bit of a timeline, August, uh, which is of course this month, uh, specialists and look and feel updates will come. So, you, there's they're bringing a whole new visual upgrade to the specialists, and I guess they're changing uh, some gameplay mechanics with them as well. Uh, and then we're getting a renewal map update, an orbital map update, September through November timeline, and then season three, whenever that launches, I'm assuming sometime after December, the specialist class system will return to Battlefield. So very, very excited for that. So keep your eyes out for that. 
guys. Jason Schreier has officially gotten confirmation, which we had heard this rumor already. We I think we reported on as Christian reminded me. Uh, but this is he's getting confirmation that the KOTOR remake, Knights of the Old Republic, is being moved to Saber Interactive away from Aspir. So that's in uh, in. I guess reaction to Aspir's uh, remake not doing doing so well or not going so well. So Embracer essentially said, "All right, you guys aren't doing this anymore. We're handing this off to Saber Interactive instead," um, which they do have experience with remasters and remakes. So of course, they they did the Halo Combat Evolved anniversary uh, and they did Halo Two anniversary in the Master Chief Collection. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, and. I want to see what this is going to be because uh, obviously some not so great development issues with this game already. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, no thoughts here on, on this on this for me. Just have to wait and see. Uh, really hoping for the best because like whoever you know ends up finishing this game, whether it's it's uh, Aspire. No, sorry, not not Aspire. Uh, you just said it. Why am I blanking? What happened? What team? What, what team just took over? Saber, Saber. Saber thank yes, you, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Uh, whether or not Saber actually finishes it, like big shoes to fill, like beloved, beloved uh, game Kotor. So, yes, got to do it right. Absolutely, guys. Our next story: Resident Evil Seven was almost a live service game. What? Uh, <laughs> apparently, speaking with uh, Shinji Mikami. Uh, Takeuchi said there were there was a big marketing push at Capcom to make a game that players are asking for, quote. Uh, at the time, this meant making a game with live service features, microtransactions, and other online elements. We were being told to make this, make that, Takeuchi said. It was really hard on the directors at the time. Online multiplayer this, downloadable content that, ongoing service games, microtransactions. Make a Resident Evil game that ticks all those boxes, they were told. Oh. Uh, who was telling them? Why? Why, were they why was Capcom telling them this? No. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, apparently, Capcom president Kenzo Sujimoto eventually intervened. He called Takeuchi to say the current state of Resident Evil 7 was not good, apparently. The, there were, oh, there were so many demands at that time. Okay, that makes sense. W when they were ori originally talking about that. Okay. Yeah, uh, thankfully, this did not happen and did not pan out because that would have been weird. All the better, and like that led to um, Village, you know, like yes. this is, uh, yeah, a brand new kind of era for Resident Evil, and and I think had it had had it gone the other way, I I don't think Resident Evil would have would have would have stayed, you know, like would have come back the way it did. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard to yeah. Yeah, we may not have gotten uh, the two remakes we got, two and three, um, yeah. and four on the way, of course, so. Interesting. Guys, we've talking a lot about this game. Uh, we, we've talking. Why did I just say talking? <laughs> we've talked a lot about this game. Uh, and we've been talking about gameplay for this game. And here it is for spoken 10 minutes of gameplay, guys. Who watched it? Who's excited? Uh, I said, are we going to watch it? And then I just never got around to it. I got busy. <laughs> I did I watch it. it. Oh, you right. didn't watch it? I watched it. <laughs> 
I uh, I watched it. Um, it looks good. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place with this game every single time. Last time I was like, no, it does not look good. Now I'm like, it looks good. And the time before that, I said it looked bad. It's just, I'm all over the place with this game. It's it's a definitely. It it's had some mixed showings multiple times. The, the writing still isn't quite hitting, uh, for me yet. Um, the combat looks cool. Looks very hectic. There's a lot going on in the screen, but depending on the type of player you are, you might like that. For me, it gets a little crazy at some points. Um, and the environments look cool sometimes. There's there was a point at the beginning of this where she's walking into like a, I think it's called the Sipol region. Yes. And there's like yes. this huge castle, and I was like, this is really flat. The shadows are way too dark, and the the it. The, the lighting here is not working properly. It looks like a PS2 sort of environment. And then you go to a later section in the game, it's like, wow, this looks pretty cool. This is actually well done. It's like, what what happened earlier? So there's a lot of weird things going on in this trailer where some things seem finished and other things don't, and I feel like it should be finished. Um, but yeah, that's very mixed uh, reception on, on this trailer for me. Luckily, Ro, they have more time to finish it ever since it got That's delayed. Because you're right, like it, it looks like it needs polish. And I, when I said I didn't watch, I didn't watch the full 10 minute YouTube video, but I did scroll and see like people yeah. were uploading clips from it on, on that thread. So I did see some clips. And then Sipple, or yeah, I guess I don't know what I want to call it, like the <laughs> area is, is like part of the clips that I've seen. And yeah, that area does look really flat. Hopefully, that's something they can remedy, remedy like when, as they polish it. But the more concerning thing for me is also, um, dialogue and like the way npcs like interaction and even like movement of the main character through that environment just just looks kind of awkward and and just a little a little janky uh, which can be charming but in this case like i don't know if they have the room to be charming when they have there's so much stiff competition not just in the fall but like in early um 2023 when there's like a lot of great games uh coming out around january february march so yeah it's tough to stand out these days Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's interesting though because if this was like a I just when I was looking at this and I was being kind of critical of certain moments, I was like, but what if this was this game? And I'd be like, if this was this game, I'd be like, wow, this is the most incredible thing. It's like it's just interesting how we have different expectations for different games and different studios. And this isn't hitting it for me because it's coming from Square Enix. But if this was like a Pokemon game for some reason, I'd be like, Wow, <laughs> I can't believe they're going all out. Look at yeah. all these realistic stuff. Like yeah, it's it's interesting, but I think it's I think it's good to be critical of it, and I think I also need to be critical of those games that I love as well. I, I use the same sort of eye that I'm using here, but I just thought it was interesting how I how I think about that. Can I add something else too? Sure. Okay. It is so hard for me to get a pulse on my own reading for this game, <laughs> right? Because like I I want it to be good. I don't want it to fail. I don't want any game to fail. And to be fair, like, the combat does look good. Traversal, like, since day one has looked fantastic. And yet, at the same time, when I look at, like, the open world stuff, it just seems a little, like, okay, like, what are we doing? Like, almost, like, a little bit boring. Like, what? why do I care? And it seems like they haven't answered that question for me. Like, why do I care? It's fair. Uh -huh. I also just wanted to say, shouting out Kirk in the chat real quick, he already pre-ordered Forspoken a while ago, so he is locked in. Unless he cancels yeah. it, um, and he's uh, he asked if it's Forspoken is on PS5 only. I think it's on PC too, but yes, I think it's exclusive to PS5. Yeah. 
All right. Are you excited for it, Kirik? I'm curious to hear. Yeah. Have these Kirik trailers? Five, I'm assuming. Correct. I bl- I would assume so if he pre-ordered. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. That's You're my right. guess, anyways. Well, it's also on PC. You True. Know, you can pre-order digitally, but then you, Kirik did mention PSVR too. So anyway. True. Uh, Brenty also says hello, fellas. Thank you, Brenty. Hello, father. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Our last quick bite here. A space for the Unbound has some troubling news. Uh, of course, you guys uh, were, were sharing this in the chat. I didn't know anything about this, so thank you guys for sharing this. Um, so I'll just read this because I think this is a good uh, a good post here. Dear Space Divers, we are sad to announce that we will be delaying the release of A Space for the Unbound until further notice. Earlier this year, we discovered that P-Cube Games, a UK-based publisher that we signed for the console publishing of A Space for the Unbound for Western regions, had done certain things which have left us feeling manipulated and exploited, and so we have had to terminate our agreement with them. At the height of COVID in August of 2020, P-Cube Games used our position and heritage as developers from Indonesia to obtain a diversity fund from a well-known console platform. The diversity fund was a grant fund intended to help underrepresented game developers, especially during the pandemic. However, instead of giving those funds to the developers as the grant was intended, P-Cube Games intentionally withheld information about the grant and used it as a as leverage for their own commercial gain. Rather than paying the grant money to us, P-Cube Games hid the facts about the grant's award and added it as a recoupable minimum guarantee and then used it to negotiate the increase of their revenue share. We have only uncovered the true amount of these funds and their intended purposes in March of 2022. We are absolutely heartbroken that a party we worked on that we worked with, sorry, would do this, and a project we have worked on for over seven years has been taken advantage of in such a way. Since the uncovering of this issue, we clearly cannot trust P-Cube Games nor continue to work together for the release of A Space of the Unbound, as P-Cube Games has fallen considerably short not only of reasonable decency, but also of their obligations to us due to these predatory practices. We have made... We have to make a stand against exploitative publishers and speak up against this to stop things like this from happening again in the future. Thus, we are also announcing that we have terminated our contract with P-Cube Games. As of this moment, P-Cube Games is still refusing to hand over publishing control on console platforms back to us. It is with a heavy heart that we must hold back the release of a space for the Unbound so that we can make new arrangements and ensure that it is published as intended and in a way that is consistent with our our and our community's values. Signed, Togue Productions and Mojican Studio. Uh, So yeah. What the hell? P-Cube Games, go fuck yourself, I guess. Uh, because what the hell are you doing? Um, yeah, uh, another example of a publisher trying to use outside resources in order to manipulate a developer that they are working with. It's, yeah, pretty terrible. Indie devs already have it hard enough trying to, uh, you know, expose their game to mass audiences so that hopefully they can make money off their, you know, their gamble of a product. Um, uh, don't make it harder by stealing their funds. That's yeah. disgusting. Come on, man. Yeah. 
please. <laughs> and I was I was listening to kind of funny earlier today, and they made a good point. It's like they've they've probably done this before to other people. Like this is probably the first time mm -hmm. that they're getting caught, but there's a very strong chance that this isn't the first time they're kind of pulling shady stuff like mm -hmm. this. So if they are doing this to other people, hopefully they do get exposed and that it doesn't happen again to other creators in the future. But yeah, it could be a case where those that happened in the past, but they didn't have the the resources to move away from them like Toge was able to. And, and Toge is an awesome, sorry. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say Toge is just an awesome uh, publisher and they publish some really cool uh, indie games. Like we talked about Fami a while ago. He unfortunately passed away, but he worked with them a lot on co Coffee Talk and what comes after and what's coming up soon is uh, After Love EP. Those are some of his indie games, but he worked with them really closely and they work with like four uh, Indonesian uh indie developers and people outside of America, which is which is really cool. So it's sad to see this happen to uh, a market that is already having a hard time publishing games in the first place. Yes. Like, and hopefully with them speaking out about this, maybe other developers that have worked with P-Cube games in the past can go back and be like, man, something similar happened to us. Like, let's go right. like look into this. Like, and maybe they'll start to expose even more things um, going on with them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so excited for this game as well, by the way. I, I played the prologue in 2020. I can't wait for it to come out. So hope, hopefully stuff looks looks up for them soon. Absolutely. Uh, Kurik is in the chat. I am excited for adaptive triggers. Here I come. Uh, Kurik, <laughs> oh, baby. We'll be talking about that a little later. So stay tuned for that. Glenn says, February Hogwarts Legacy. Glenn, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Any <laughs> moving on uh, to our PXN news of the week, guys. Embracer Group uh, started acquiring literally everyone. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff here. I'm going to try and uh, go through them uh, as much as possible here. Um, maybe I'll just, you know, I'll just cover the highlights here. So Embracer essentially covered... Uh, a whole host of acquisitions that they announced uh, in a series of threads that I read on Twitter, but uh, they essentially acquired Middle Earth Enterprises, which includes Lord oh. of the Rings and the Hobbit IP, which is just <laughs> insane. Like, yeah, I, I want that IP. I'll take that for, you know, <laughs> many millions of dollars or billions, however much it was. Uh, they also purchased Tripwire Interactive. Uh, they're of Killing Floor and Maneater fame. Uh, they also acquired Limited Run Games, which is, I believe that's the company that makes like collector's editions and stuff like that of games that are traditionally digital. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And then uh, they purchased Tuxedo Labs. They purchased Singtrix. They purchased another undisclosed studio that creates PC and console games, which that's that's kind of a little weird. Like why they announced all these acquisitions of a bunch of developers and then the one random one of undisclosed secret studio. <laughs> why not just say who it is? Unless it's a big one. Like maybe they're still waiting for approval or something uh, if it's maybe yeah, a big one. Yeah, it could one. be. Embracer Group buys Mickey Mouse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, I think this kind of continues down our path of uh, maybe having a little bit of a worry uh, with Microsoft acquiring a bunch of stuff. Sony started to acquire some stuff and now Embracer uh, continuing down the path of having a very narrow um, amount of people or companies, I guess, that own uh, basically the entire industry. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, 
not necessarily so, in a good way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I was actually talking to uh, Elijah on the Easy Achievers show, on his show, and we, like, recorded um, the morning after this news dropped, and uh, so I was, like, still gathering my thoughts, and I guess I still kind of am on this, but, like, my initial reaction was, like, holy shit, this is huge, obviously, because it's, it's, it's massive, because we're dealing with stuff that's like, outside of video games, right? We're, like, um, obviously gonna get uh lord of the rings stuff uh we already are more lord of the rings stuff but it's gonna be a lot of stuff from them outside of games uh but also additionally games as well so you know your golem game is still on the way but you're also gonna get maybe some other games coming anyway um that was my initial reaction this is huge my second was like well like i did read embracer's kind of philosophy um and they they say that they aim to let uh, studios kind of operate more independently, right? They have more autonomy. And I was like, hey, this is a good thing, right? Maybe we can allow these studios to have more autonomy, just they're backed up by funding. That could be good. And I was like, you know what? I take that back. Like, <laughs> uh, like when it, when a group owns, like, so many things, and, like, we're looking at, like, you know, how much stuff Tencent owns, like, yeah, that kind of stuff is worrying for diversity. Um, it, it's worrying for for the consumer, uh, and then, additionally, we finally got, I think, the first published game uh, since Embracer Group, like, bought all these studios, like, you know, bought and then developed underneath Embracer Group, and that was Saints Row. If I have my facts correct, that, you know, Whoops. fact check me, if, I, if I'm right. And, like, that game, uh, it's not going super, super well, so not off to a great start from them. Yeah, it, it's and it's crazy how quickly it's happened, right? Because, like... THQ, essentially THQ went bankrupt, okay? And they sold a bunch of their properties to all kinds of places. Well, one of the places that bought some of their properties was Nordic Games at the time. And they bought a few properties, like Darksiders, maybe a couple others. They rebranded in 2016 to THQ Nordic. And after they did that, they started to acquire like more THQ properties like destroy all humans and uh metro and volition like for saint row so it was like they were acquiring all these thq properties all over again and they renamed themselves to follow that and then of course they changed their name again or like reformed to a bigger entity of embracer group and now they've just been on a spending spree so it is it's crazy how quickly like mm -hmm. they just showed up and like now they just own so much it's real weird where's all this money yeah <laughs> exactly crazy yeah. yeah it's 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 crazy and kind of worrying to think about like what what's next like what what's the our favorite ip that could be owned by one of these giants and it, you just think like please take care of them like I, I love them don't ruin them and don't make them dormant and just like don't just buy them to just do nothing with them as well but you hope they they treat them with care at the same time but at the same time it's it, it's not good we don't want everybody to own one thing and nobody else gets to use it and be creative with it but yeah well we'll see how this turns out but it look it definitely looks like it's the trend right now where uh, companies are just buying stuff up and keeping it for themselves so or worse you could be you know you could own cartoon network property and then just completely remove it forever from, <laughs> yeah from Insane. your streaming platform I just I'm glad that it's not working out for them though. They're just losing so much money. <laughs> HP or Warner Brothers right now. My God. Yeah. I, why? I don't know why they're why? moving all of them. It's like, uh, anywho. 
uh, our last and second and last uh, PXN News of the Week item. Row, of course, you're going to be very excited about this. Destiny <laughs> 2 got their big reveal of the new expansion as well as a bunch of new details as well. Uh, got a big Twitter thread here of, I believe, everything that covers it. But, Ro, you you shout shout at me and yell at me if uh, okay. I miss something. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Destiny 2 Lightfall is officially coming February 28th, 2023. It is a brand new area, and it looks very cool, like a you know, cyberpunk neon city-type scape, which ugh, looks real cool. Uh, Lightfall is adding a grappling hook for all three classes, which we were watching the uh, Game is, Gamescom stream yesterday, and they showed a, like an ad for the Destiny 2 trailer, which I hadn't seen yet. And, Ro, you... I asked you, I was like, what is that? It's like, is this Spider-Man? And you're like, yeah, it's a grappling hook. I'm like, what? That's awesome. Uh, but it's really cool. <laughs> Destiny 2 will also add an in-game fire team finder in 2023. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Oh, my God. Whew. Finally. Uh, <laughs> Destiny 2 will also get in-game loadouts and a mod manager with Nightfall, which... Those looked really cool. Uh, the loadouts, I guess you could switch between uh, groups of armor and weapons um, that you have in your inventory. Or not even, they said it didn't even have to be in your inventory. It could be like in your vault or whatever, which is yeah, really just, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. You could just set your own loadout, and then when you want to switch to it, just select it on the screen, and there you go. You're equipped with all that stuff, which is, again, another finally moment, but yes. I'm glad that it's, that it's here finally for coming. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I I was watching their like roundtable afterwards, and the the developer, her name is escaping me. Uh, she was talking about. It. She's like, I I started here at Bungie, and that was my number one thing I wanted was loadouts. <laughs> and then I finally got. Uh, she got. I think she was a design director for Lightfall, and she's like, yes, this is a feature, and here it is. <laughs> Uh, Destiny 2 is also coming to Epic Games Store with this announcement, which brings with it some epic collaborations as well, both, you know, pun intended, epic and epic the company <laughs> but we're getting we're getting a Fortnite x Destiny 2 collaboration. So we're getting Destiny 2 skins in Fortnite, which was already rumored, but very cool to actually see. Uh, yeah. Hold on. What, hold on one. I have to I have to go back to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I promised I'd be nice to you, but uh oh. Why would you say X and not cross in that in this instance? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm dumb, Christian. I'm no, no, dumb. no, 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 no. Because because this leads to another question that obviously people have, kind of funny has had, but I want to ask you guys as well. Yeah. What is this button right here? It's the, it's the X, X button. button. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are all right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, also fall guys x destiny 2 because of course you know epic owns fall guys as well uh yeah i know i still didn't say cross uh i would have said x it was funny that time though (laughs) (laughs) but and then they uh also announced that they will no longer be sunsetting any expansions in the future which is pretty big announcement which means destiny 2 will be about 300 gigs in a few years (laughs) (laughs) but no uh, this was all awesome stuff and it got me very excited i like every time they do this they announce this stuff row and i just want to jump back in the game but uh, i just never have the time to do it but uh how excited were you for this live stream very excited uh i just want to start with the last thing that you mentioned is the most fresh thing the the sunsetting stuff 
uh, maybe exclusive to expansions. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's great. They're not sunsetting anything. But I realized they might sunset weapons. They could sunset locations. They True. could sunset uh, seasonal stuff, which they already they do do. So it is good that they're not sunsetting expansions, but they got to make space somehow for the next expansion. So they could cut corners in other ways. So it's not completely what we wanted, but it is it is good because getting rid of content that people played for is just straight up bad. Don't you shouldn't do that. But uh, it is good that they're at least not cutting the most expensive thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Lightfall looks incredible. the The city that you're talking about is on neptune which is probably the last place that anybody was expecting which is awesome <laughs> apparently neptune is inhabited by this alternate reality uh version of humans who have s survived the collapse and they are thriving and nobody knew about it but now we found it and now they're in danger because the darkness has found them too so we're over there helping them out um which is really cool and there's a whole new enemy race uh, attached with it so super exciting stuff yeah, February 20th, 28th. I don't know why I was expecting it to be further out than that, but that's not that not that far away. So exciting. Very exciting stuff. The, and the new uh, uh, ability, the the strand, the Spider-Man stuff that we're talking about, looks really fun. It, it like You are very mobile with it. You could like, attach it to pretty much anything, like the air, like that's nothing, so cool. <laughs> pretty much. You could attach it to actual uh, pillars that work with it a little bit better, that pull you forward. So it's going to be cool to see how people use that ability. And of course, there's new supers that come along with it too. Yeah, super excited stuff. And as I tweeted on Twitter, even when I'm taking a break from Destiny, I'm always hyped for Destiny news. So I was watching it and then they got me back and <laughs> playing the new season. So yeah, I'm excited for, for, for next year. And to your point, Ro, that I think setting of uh, Cyber City? Yeah. No. Is it, is it Cyber City? It's, it Whatever. definitely has the, those vibes, yeah. yeah. The cyberpunk-esque yeah. city on Neptune is, yeah. is so refreshing, I think, in my opinion, that it, it's almost enough to consider to have me consider like going back to Destiny. Yeah. Um, wow. And they, and they talked about how much... They, they did this for Witch Queen, too, but they're, they're really trying to sell the whole campaign thing. So even if you're not going to stick around, mm. they want you to at least play this campaign because they want it to be on par with, with Halo stuff, Doom stuff. And I think that's really exciting for people who don't want to stick around for the live server stuff. You're at least getting a really solid campaign. Yes. And the environment looks like it's, it's perfect for that kind of thing that they're trying to do. You know what? Their vidocs every time are phenomenal. Like I watched nearly <laughs> that entire. It was almost a four-hour video. I watched almost the whole thing. Like I just love watching them talk about it. Like they're genuinely excited about this. So stuff. passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like they made the one comment that like some people may seem like be like, oh, that's an offhanded comment. Where they were like, yeah, we're taking our history of Halo and and Destiny and all these other franchises that we've worked on and putting them into this. And like you actually see it with Lightfall because like I saw the city and I was like, this instantly reminded me of Halo Three ODST, where you're taking the entire game takes place in a abandoned city and you feel like alone and like the cityscape of halo 3 odst just reminds me so much of what they're doing here with lightfall taking you to a completely different environment that you're not really used to uh like the navigating streets and such and i, I think that's very cool yeah i also want i know Kirk was on this on this train uh when we were doing the <laughs> the stream yesterday but he says in the chat destiny meh 
And I will say, how dare you, sir, first of all. How dare say, you? <laughs> say what you will about this story. I, I, I will never argue that this... I, I think it's fantastic now, but where it started, not fantastic. Yeah. But Destiny, the gameplay alone, it's like some of the best shooting ever. Ever. Yeah. So It does feel really good to play. Yes. So if, if you don't like everything else surrounding Destiny, the gameplay at least should, yes. should be enough. Yeah. And some could argue that Activision screwed up the story because there was many rumors back in the day. I remember trolling the, uh, or, you know, patrolling the, not trolling, patrolling the, <laughs> the Bungie.net forums. And there was a ton of rumors that said that Activision's marketing essentially changed the story of Destiny because they effed it up so badly. So, uh, yeah. Because Joe Staten originally wrote Destiny's story and then they had to completely change it for some reason. So, mm. I don't know. It's an anthem situation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Moving into a quick fantasy draft check-in. Uh, how are we doing over there, guys? Uh, Ro, you got Soul Hackers 2 that released. It released to not great acclaim. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's a 75. more. Yeah. Yeah. 75 right now, and uh, it's netting you five points. Um I guess yeah. not what you were expecting out of that. Not at all. I thought the Persona Nuts would come out for this and love it, but I guess not. I guess not. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. There was that one reviewer that gave it a nine. Yeah. The, Ma <laughs> the Mako Reactor. That guy really loved it. Yes. Everything else was like pretty much like sevens and eights, maybe a little bit lower, but yeah. 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 I've Let's seen. I'm. Um, yeah. Most of them have been sevens. I've seen low, lower scores than that too. So. Yeah, bummer. Uh, which is surprised to me. I I thought this would have been a lot higher, in my opinion. Obviously, I think Ro did. You probably did too. Mm. Yeah, Game Informer apparently gave it a six point five. That's where I saw it. No bueno. Uh, mm -hmm. Ro, you're the next one up with another game coming September ninth, and that Splatoon? is Splatoon three. So yes. Very excited. That, I'm excited for that game too. That's only a couple weeks away, so we might have some uh, some reviews from that in two weeks. So, see how that does. Moving in to our PXN best of all time, guys. Uh, we got our results from our August voting on Twitter. Uh, the winners for each have been revealed. Gage, his had to go to a tiebreaker round because he had a tie between Delta Halo and Rapture. Of course, Rapture from Bioshock was the winner there. Uh, so congratulations to Gage's Rapture. Uh, Christian, would you like to reveal your, your winner? Yes, my winner is Aperture Labs from Portal 2. And that mine was almost a tie, too, as well, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, with, oh, God, uh, Sh not Shadow Mode, with uh, uh, Lordron from Dark Souls. So uh, it could go out, it was going either way, and ended up going Aperture Labs. And let me tell you, if you've been following along with these every month, I did a video edit for every one of them. I started out with Elden Ring, did a video edit for Ellie from The Last of Us, and I'm doing one for Aperture Labs, and I'm just about done. I'm f doing the final touches right now, actually, as we speak, and... Uh, it's a it's a banger. Now the cre question, Christian, is: it, Will it be enough to get the win finally? <laughs> oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm having so much fun with these edits. It really doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my winner was the Capital Wasteland from the Fallout series. 
beating out the arc from Halo 3. I'm just sad. I'm sad. No, but no, no, no. It's, it's a great pick. <laughs> it's a great pick. Uh, Ro, what was... Is it though? Yeah, it's a capital wasteland. Fall three. It's a okay, if you get the jab at me, I guess. It, oh, I'm I'm Dan. I gotta pick. Uh, oh, Halo this and Fallout that for all my polls. Wait a minute, <laughs> that's no, not true. Not who who won the last one, Christian? Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Ro, Ro, who won? Who or uh, who won your? <laughs> Who won your poll? No, who won your poll? My poll, uh, Seattle from The Last of Us 2 won my poll. The Dreadnought, I, I won't say it wasn't far behind. It was pretty far behind. But it, that, that's what came in second place. Um, but yeah, Seattle from The Last of Us 2, I'm happy with that. I, I think that's a good good choice, a good final pick to go up against your guys's. Heck yeah. um, will it win? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, I, honestly... uh, I do... I don't know. You, I guess you don't know yet. Yeah. I love that yours is a real place. <laughs> Seattle. I, I mean, I think Seattle's a great, great place in real life and uh, yeah. in video games. Yeah. <laughs> One time? No, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> should anyway. you, should, shouldn't you? You started. I, you, might, you have to say it now. I used to have, I used to have an, an ex who had a her parents had a spare bedroom apartment like in the seattle center seattle center is like the area with the space needle and all that mm -hmm. all that fun stuff you know the uh, museum of, of music there the, or the art museum anyway um so like it has like big windows and like you could see the the seattle center from it mm -hmm. and um <laughs> i think i know where this is going <laughs> yeah i should i'll stop here <laughs> use your imagination that gentlemen <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> guys. Our finals poll will run uh August 29th through the 31st, and it will run through episode one. Wait, why do I have 149 there? I didn't update that. Sorry, 154. So it will be revealed next week. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that, and make sure you guys come over to vote on that as well. So Guys, what you got for me? Let's go ahead and start with Christian because we've been playing something. Oh, I forgot. I almost forgot about this. You're right. I wouldn't have even brought it up, actually. If, if... What? <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, Dan and I sat down <laughs> uh, over the course of two days, and we played through the Halo CE campaign. And let me tell you, I very much wanted to pick up where I left off in my campaign, and Dan was like, no, let's just restart. It won't take very long. I doubted him, and he was very much right. It, it took us like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes to catch up to where I was. Just ran through it. But um, does Dan want my actual thoughts on, on Halo CE? Sure. I mean, to preface, of course, this is 2022 thoughts on a yes. 2001 yes. game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In my review on GG, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll expand my review. Um, I started out with the phrase, it's ahead of its time. Because I think for when this game actually came out, it was by far ahead of its time. And you could argue that Halo 2 was probably equally ahead of its time, but I haven't played that one yet. Um, that said, I am playing this with the perspective of a 2022 Christian, um, and in my opinion, hasn't really aged the best. Obviously, it's an older game. It's an original Xbox game. Yeah. Um, it's got, I'm sure people who are like nostalgic for it have its love for it. I am not nostalgic for it, for it so I, I, I 
didn't feel that attachment. And I almost akin this to people who are getting into Uncharted for the first time and go play Uncharted 1. I'm like, oh man, this game is, people like this game, this isn't that good. Um, that's almost how I felt. Obviously, I think Halo has better shooting mechanics maybe than than, uh, than Uncharted. And like, it does have some great um, uh, traversal in terms of uh, like the, the, the vehicles in it are, are pretty fun. Maybe not the Warhog, it's a little... Slippery, but the uh, the Banshee, I think, and the Ghost. Uh, Dan knows that I was having fun playing uh, using those. So, all this to say, even though I didn't love Halo as much as everyone loves Combat Evolved, I think it's you know it's fine. I give it three out of five stars. I I, I still appreciate it as an artifact of like video game history. And uh, sure, like I'm I'm gonna keep playing them because why not? Like when I, I, when we were halfway through Halo, I was like, man, kind of wanna hop back in with Dan and finish the game, because I was I was having fun playing them together with him. So thank you, Dan, for playing CE with me. I never thought it would happen. Thank you for <laughs> playing with me. That was fun. Yeah, anytime. Just got to wait for Gage now. <laughs> yeah. <Halo 2. laughs> you know what? I if, will... if you were waiting on me for Halo 2, we would have already been done. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. I, I do want to shout out uh, another game that I've been playing this, this week. Uh, still... Climbing the ranks of Rocket League. I've gotten back into this hard. Uh, still, I think, my favorite game of last generation. Uh, it's up there. You know, probably the last of us, actually. Or I guess that's... No, that's the PS3 era. Anyway. Rocket League, one of my favorite games of all time. It's in my top ten. Maybe top five. Maybe top three. I don't know. Wow. I don't think it's yeah, it's, it's that good. Uh, but I've never, like, made it out of platinum division in in ranked i can never uh claw my weight way out of platinum three to make it into diamond um and i think i'm trying i, I like i we've been training with my friend and i've been like trying to really like nail our aerial combat aerial dribbles i should say not combat i think in halo uh, aerial <laughs> dribbles um and it, and it and it's tough, but it's dude, it's so much fun. Like that game just feels so good to play. The other day we, I was like three and a half hours went by just like this, just competitive RL playing, baby. I'm all about it. So catch me on the pitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Quote it. Quote it. Uh, Ro, what you got for me? Um, I've been playing multiverses. I played a little bit of that uh, a little bit earlier this week and late last week. I've been having a blast. I have not unlocked Velma yet, but I have been having a lot of fun with uh, Batman and mm. Harley Quinn. So far, I'm maining Harley Quinn. She's really fun to play. Um, I touched LeBron James. <laughs> I touched LeBron James. <laughs> I played as LeBron James for a little Holy bit. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> wow. I played a little bit <laughs> as LeBron James, and he was cool. Still weird to play as LeBron James. Even weirder to have have been touched him as well. But yeah, it's a it's a fun game. It's really fun. I'm excited to see them add new characters to this. Morty and Rick and Morty are supposed to be coming soon with the start of season one. And I'm excited to see what other characters they bring to this because they have an entire multiverse to choose from, as they say. Mm -hmm. And with how Warner Brothers is going, who knows what may belong to them in the future? They may just get rid of everybody. And yeah. Maybe this is the roster. <laughs> we never get anybody else again. But they, sh <laughs> yeah. they should put in uh, the president Zaslov of Warner Brother and Discovery, so I can. Oh my god! Ass yeah, let's do that. Add him in. Do it. Uh, what's what's the name of this this studio? Play, play something. Yeah, do it. Do it, you cowards. 
but yeah, it's a really fun game. Um, I would love to play with you guys for sure. It is lots of fun. Um, I, I've also been playing Destiny 2. And the new season dropped yesterday, and I'm having a blast with that. Really cool seasonal activity. Um, cool story stuff. It's it's a Fallen-based season, which we haven't gotten in quite some time, so it's cool to see those guys again. And I've been playing Roller Drum, which is a new game that came out a couple weeks ago. Or maybe it was last week, I don't remember. But it's so fun. It's It, it was ch more challenging than I had thought, but I, I beat it a couple of days ago, and I want to go back and play the... It's a mode that unlocks after that is really cool. Um, but yeah, the, the whole comboing and the the combat of the whole thing, it, it's so cool, such a nice style. Um, yeah, I really love Roller Drum. So that is definitely on my list of my favorite games this year so far. As you know, I haven't played that many <laughs> games this year, but it has definitely been added to the list. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're digging it. Yeah. Kind of a short game, but it, it's still fun, yeah. really fun to play. It was short. Did you did did you, you beat it? I'm assuming you said it was short. Yes, I did. I did yeah. yeah. Did you go to the uh, what's it called? The Out for Back Blood, Blood mode? Yeah. Or, or maybe it is Out for Blood. I think I don't Back for Blood is a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not because um, I feel like I didn't master the other challenges well enough right. for me to go into that mode. But I also didn't feel the need to go back to just because mm -hmm. I felt like my time with it, like by towards the end of it, I felt like okay, I've seen enough of what this game is doing because I felt like. For the first thir like three fourths, I was like, "This feels fresh." The whole way through, the final fourth, it was like, "Okay, this is almost a bit too much of the same." Where I'm seeing the, uh, you know, the similar stadium is too much, but mm -hmm. just me. Interesting. I gotta play some roller drum after your guys's impressions. <laughs> I've been, uh, yeah, it looks really cool. So, I think you'd like it, Dan. Okay. I told you. Okay. Dan, what you got for me? Well, I've got... <laughs> I played a little bit more Battlefield 2042, but actually, Ro, you reminded me. I also jumped back into Destiny 2 a little bit because I was like, man, I really got to finish that Witch Queen campaign that uh, me and Ro started, but then I never got back to it because, Ro, of course, you've been very busy with school, so I didn't want to bother you to try to finish it, and I didn't finish it on my own accord, so I was like, I just need to go back and finish it. So I'd start up the game, what do I do? I do the seasonal content the day before the new season drops, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do this then, I guess. This is going to just direct me through this. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and maybe I'll maybe I'll jump back into some more Destiny 2 with you, Ro, if you want to Yeah, play. yeah. If you, wanted to, if you want to finish that story, we could totally try it oh, and yes. finish it on Legendary. Yes. Oh, we, probably not. Yeah, but we we, we could. could do it on Normal. Yeah. At this point, yeah. It, we've gotten past the point of legendary but the, it's so cool to hear them talk about legendary also that like that was a big you know motivation yeah, for them that for most fall yeah that most players actually finished it on yeah. that like two out of three players like oh you guys are crazy but it was, heard. and it was so satisfying <laughs> though like we were doing it with just two of us and we were getting through it it was difficult but we were getting yeah. through it like if you ha if we had a whole team we would have been able to i think we would have been able to do it but anyway i want to do it well, join us, Christian. I want to raid with the boys. We could raid. Raid? We can raid. Three-man team? <laughs> raid. We cannot raid. <laughs> LFG, they're making it. True. Mm -hmm. I thought we could do it. Yeah. Crossplay, etc. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> into <laughs> the topic of the show, guys. Uh, all the Gamescom opening night live announcements all are here. We have a lot to... 
unpack, I guess, here. Uh, there's so much, so many announcements. Ooh, I mean, yeah, that's true. There's there's not a whole lot of big announcements. Uh, maybe I'll try to just cover the big ones, and then if there's any that I, uh, you guys feel I'm missing that you guys thought were standouts, you you yell at me. Um, the Callisto Protocol, we got a nice look at that, a nice new chunk of gameplay, and man, it sucks to get sliced in half by a fan. <laughs> yeah, jeez. That game Ooh. looks incredible. I honestly wish the demo was... Um a bit longer like yeah. maybe if it was like a five to seven chunk of uninterrupted gameplay without like because this was like maybe two minutes of like a stealth section and then two minutes of a, of a slide yeah and and it was cool don't get me wrong but i feel if it, i feel like if it was just one chunk i'd be more into it sure. but that said um oh, come on like i'm so excited for this game i, I can't wait i don't want to see any more of it until it comes out Roe Ro even said, like, while we were streaming, Christian, uh, that when we were on the slide part, and he's like, this is like the Tomb Raider sequence where you're in the water. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, she dies, like, from spikes on those sometimes, and then all of a sudden he gets chopped in half by the fan. That was so cool. <laughs> Bro, that was a perfect, like, uh, yes. callback. Is that, that is just what Tomb Raider was like, yeah. Yep. This looks really cool. As, as much as I'm probably not going to play it, like the mutation stuff that they have for the enemies, like all of that sounds oh my God. so cool. So, and I really, I, I wish I wasn't such a scaredy cat because there's so many horror games that look so freaking cool that I want to play, but I know I wouldn't be able to get through it because I would just get super scared and just turn the game off. But these games look so cool. So I wish I was the market for this. <laughs> I went back and watched that demo last night in 4K. Uh, okay, full disclosure. I was off a of gummy. Um, <laughs> And there's like a section where you're like shooting off like the limbs, obviously like all a dead space, of course. Um, and like this monster dude, I don't know, parasite person is like walking without missing an arm and missing like part of its head. And then like it goes like this and then it like emerges back with like full limbs and a body again because like it like regened its its shape back. And I was like, damn, this is messed up. And the combat looks heavy too. Like it like looks really brutal. Like that's... Yeah, I'm all about it. it. Looks very cool, and then like they just you know use this pistol, just grab him super easy, and then push him into the fans. Like yeah. okay, let me just do that to begin with. <laughs> is is this a next gen exclusive or is this coming to PS? Next gen exclusive. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, wait, wait, is it? No, it's not. I don't think actually. Sorry, huh? I don't think it is. Uh, I think it's coming to everything, including yeah, it's coming to Which? PS4 and Xbox One <laughs> as well. Yeah, probably not. Not the switch. Not the switch. Bro, no. <laughs> turn the lights on. Don't yes. play with headphones. Turn the brightness up. And then put you know volume low. Put a little <laughs> lo-fi music in the background if you need to. I think you'd play it. Maybe yeah, if, if the setting is correct, maybe I would play. Yeah. <laughs> maybe start with Resident Evil because I feel like Resident Evil would be less scary than this. Maybe not. I did play Wait. a good chunk of Resident Evil 2 remake. But I, I, I stopped at a certain point, but okay. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The first I, half of RE2 is the scariest. That's true. Yeah. Well, I got through the, the, the worst part of it, huh? Okay. Maybe I'll go back to well, that and then. I don't see. know. Mr. X is. is he just is pops that, out of walls. Is that at the start? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I did run into him when I was playing it, actually. He okay. comes in pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. That's what she said. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> 
<laughs> the next one, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, personally, I thought that this trailer got me more excited for it. Uh, not to say that I'm like astoundedly, or I don't. That's not a word. Uh, extremely ecstatic. Yeah, about this game, but. I think that there was some cool environments that they showed off here and even like one of them that kind of harkens back to the old Sonic, uh, like 2D Sonic. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how this game shakes out. I am too. Yeah. Uh, Ro, if I can jump in. Yeah. I think they almost kind of nailed the trailer for me. Uh, they, and the vibe seems right. They showed me just enough snippets of like the 3D sections where I'm like, this is what I want out of Sonic. Um, and it's granted, it's just a trailer though. Like I, I when I saw the like the the gameplay and the combat trailers like that, it was like the moment, the actual like when I'm spending time with the controller, that stuff still worries me. But like in terms of like what this does for like the story, I I kind of got more excited than I was beforehand. It's hard for me to explain. I almost... Do I have faith this game is going to be good? I don't think so. Do I want to play it now? I think so. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those games where even if it's bad, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> just because of the story and like the cutscenes. Like I'm just going to enjoy that part of it alone, probably. And if the gameplay on top of it is good, then even better. But yeah, I think this is a really cool trailer. Uh, there's like pretty much Koroxies at the beginning, not hiding. There's like Breath of the Wild influence that we're probably going to have to save those little little guys. I think the name of those characters are pretty similar to even Korok as well. But uh, seeing Amy, hell yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I think this is a really good showing. Probably the best trailer that we've gotten so far for this game. And they don't care about God of War. That's that's some balls on them. <laughs> But again, I guess it's different audiences, but I think this game is going to sell despite that. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is a good sh good trailer. Good trailer. And, and again, like Christian was saying, I don't know if it's going to be a good game, but I'm here for it. And of course, God of War is only on PlayStation 4, uh, 4 and 5 anyway, so you do have other platforms for Sonic Frontiers to maybe do a little better on. So. True. Yeah. Uh, guys, we also got another look at Hogwarts Legacy, which I know Glenn would be very excited about. He's a big uh, Harry Potter fan. Um, so I, I still don't know how I feel about this game. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fanatic. Uh, I thought the movies were okay. Or they were fine. I mean, they're fine. I don't, I don't get too excited about Harry Potter. I mean, they're fine. But uh, yeah. Uh, Interesting. And interesting, as we talked about on the stream as well, it's an interesting dichotomy that they're in still of, you know, deciding do you support the developer um, because it's their work um, without trying to think about supporting the original writer and creator of Harry Potter being involved. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's still a tricky, tricky subject, I feel like. No, and it makes me sad, too, because the game does look actually like pretty good to be honest and like i think this is like what everyone wanted out of like a hogwarts game for such a long time and it looks like they're nailing it not just on like you know the actual uh place of hogwarts but like the story seems a little bit enticing the actual like moments moment gameplay looks good traversal even looks good um i think for me it's coming down to like what am i ultimately supporting right mm -hmm. and you know at the end of the day hogwarts hogwarts harry potter uh, you know that money does go back to J.K. Rowling, and and, and that that money does flow 
repeatedly, cons uh, consistently, she donates to anti-trans funds. And, like, is that where I want my money indirectly going, you know? I don't know. But, like, if you want to support the developers, I, I totally understand that, too. Because, you know, they they did their best to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling as, as best they could. Right. Um, and, you know, if, if, you, if you're playing this game, I, I'm, I'm not going to knock you for it, like. You, you're allowed to have your cake, I think. So absolutely, and I think that's the unfortunate thing about the game because I feel like if you take away the Harry Potter license from this game, I think the game would would not sell as well, like nearly as well, because it doesn't have that yeah. license, that bravado behind it. So it is an unfortunate position that they're in. Like even if they make a great game, it may not sell that well if they don't have that Harry Potter license attached to it. So. Um, guys, further look at Gotham Knights. Did this get anybody uh, super jazzed about it? I think, I think, Ro, uh, you sounded like you were on board, and uh, I might join yeah. you, and Christian might. Yeah, I, I feel like, like, like this is like Sonic for me, where yes. this is the best, the best showing of it. I was like, okay, <laughs> you got me with this one. And yeah, I liked what I saw in this one. Harley Quinn being the, I think they said the main baddie is kind of really... What kind of goes really cool? Well, not the main baddie. There's obviously the Court of Owls as well, but aside from them, she's like going to take center stage as well. I think she yeah. was featured quite a bit in this. Mister Freeze um, and Clayface as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayface is is another one of my my faves. So yeah, that's that's really cool. I'm excited to see what the story is about, and yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I, I said like I said on the on the 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 reaction stream yesterday that I am going to give this a shot. Um, yeah. I don't want to knock the game more than I already have, <laughs> but I, 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 I still very much worry about the story. Like Court of Owls is a much different story, of course, than like the original mm -hmm. comic. And like, this is not that. And then I, I think just the game still has a lot of jank every time they show it. it just it doesn't have like the right appeal to me. But at the end of the day, it's still like a Gotham game. Like, and you know, maybe it could be fun with the friends. I don't know. I and mean, it's just the exact same thing with Sonic. We're like, do I think it's going to be good? I don't have faith that it will be, uh, but like it still could be a fun time to play with uh, with friends. I don't know. Will I will I be willing to spend seventy dollars on it? Is is you know more mm. of a question. That's fair. That's fair. Cosmetics look cool. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on there. So does Barbara. Can I just say I'm not a huge fan of Harley Quinn's design in this compared to the uh, old Arkham games. Like I felt like the older Arkham games were more uh, traditional Harley. I feel like, mm. but this is kind of a bit more pared back design. I guess I don't know. So you didn't like yeah. Arkham City Harley? I honestly don't remember our Arkham City Harley. <laughs> she had like the corset and the. Uh... Oh, I love that yeah, Harley. I like that design too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's tough, and like you can't, you can't do the same designs as uh, the, True. you know, the previous universe. Because I don't know if it, is it the same universe. No. I don't. I think they said it's not right. And right. So, yeah, it it seems more in line with uh, Harley from uh, the newer film, which is like Birds of Prey and stuff, yep. Suicide Squad, whatnot. So, absolutely. A surprise here, guys. Dune Awakening, a uh, open world survival MMO that is in the Dune universe. Uh, at first, I think I, I thought it was the Dune uh, RTS that they announced at the Game Awards. Um, Christian, you'll remember we watched that trailer live yes. in the Microsoft Theater. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, th I thought this was 
obviously it's a cg trailer uh it's an intriguing concept i guess um maybe gauge will be on board uh as a survival game although it's an mmo so i don't know how that's exactly where it lost me and they had me all the way i was like this is i mean i i still didn't have faith that like a dune game would be like very good i I don't know you know very how do you make that into the game uh but um yeah seeing mmo was like yeah I, i gotta bounce not my thing i'm sorry for sure do you do you think like a, a cinematic sort of like similar to naughty dog uh sort yeah. of that would be a cool cool way to do a dune game and it would be yeah. cool i and I, I would still like where would the gameplay be i guess is uh, mm. yeah i don't know it would come you would have to like fast track the first half of that book and then the right. half, you know. <laughs> all right train train okay no i'm not i'm not gonna spoil the rest of the dune <laughs> everyone i need everyone to go watch dune all right, guys. So, what closed out the show? Surely, the the closing must have been Goat Simulator Three, right? No, it is actually the actual Dead Island Two that got announced with an actual gameplay trailer, and the game is coming February third, twenty twenty three. Uh, I actually had it in our notes to talk about a leak that happened late last week with it appearing on Amazon, but of course, here it is. So. Uh, I think this game has been in development hell at this point. So uh, I think it's interesting. It's finally coming out, of course, from Dam Buster Studios now. So it's like the third different developer on this game. Uh, they were formerly the Free Radical guys who made Time Splitters. Um, but of course, that was 20 years ago. So it's probably not actually those guys, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I thought the gameplay looked okay. Uh, I think it's interesting to try to compare this game to Dying Light 2, which is literally the developer of the original Dead Island, uh, Techland, who makes that game. So it's interesting. I, I'm i interested to see how this game does after being in such a long development cycle. But, man, some of those kills were gruesome. Uh, according to the timeline, people were people were sold. People people who are into the Dead Island games were very much on board. So yeah, it looks visually like appealing, but it'd be interesting to see if they can actually deliver. And uh, that's coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would it would uh, it would have been bad if there wasn't a like after being quiet for so long and just being like you said in development hell and yeah. going quiet after that that trailer so many years ago and it's like we're back but we don't i don't know we don't want to tell you when we're coming out so thank god they had a release date for it or else it would have been another who knows when we would have seen it again right so that's good i'm glad that is coming absolutely uh i'm gonna go over a few more just real quick here uh everywhere a metaverse sounding game coming in 2023 uh it's from one of the original creators of grand theft auto he left rockstar to go create the studio to make this game uh playstation dualsense edge was announced this, we gotta stop and talk about this okay we, we gotta stop and talk about this because this is this has been rumored for a while we saw the patent on it for a while we finally got details and i think it looks really really hot there are a couple things that i think um maybe might hold it a little bit back because i think in terms of competition obviously scuff is the controller that we're, we're going to be keeping an eye on right. to see how well the dual sense edge will do there are two factors one is that the uh the paddles on the dual sense edge there it's limited to two paddles on the back whereas scuff i think has four so if you need more paddles may not be wanting to do the dual sense edge option the other thing we actually don't know is price um 
what will like controller 70 bucks i think right now right or are these more expensive 70 to 80 dollars something like that um so and the xbox elite i think is 150 or 200 150 yeah well, 150 yeah you're right yeah sorry 150 so like where is this gonna land uh, obviously it's, it, it, it can't i don't think it'll be less than 150 but it could be, uh, you know, upwards of two. It might be around two hundred dollars. You know, Scuff could go goes up. Scuff goes up to two fifty, and like they they make mm -hmm. great controllers. Um, you know, do do they want to go up against Scuff and eat some of that competition? Then I think one fifty, one sixty might be that sweet spot. Uh, but like this controller, like looks really good. It's aesthetically really hot. You still have the adaptive triggers. I, I Scuff has that as well. But I, I think a big one as well for me is that they, it comes with um, one completely removable um uh stick so if you start getting drift you can remove it and place a yes. new one in uh but it has three different uh versions of those sticks uh and i'm trying to find what they actually what the verbiage was but essentially it's you know more of a curve in you know if Concave, you want to have like a, convex, yeah, yeah. Th thank you yes. um and 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 up, you know of course there's different profiles instant switching uh remappable buttons um USB-C, yep. of course. Uh, it looks very cool. You're spot on, Christian. That the freaking thumbstick interface that you can remove the entire like module is huge because I've had many uh, Xbox Elite controllers, and I say many because I've had like three or four of them, which is so frustrating. I've had to send them in for repair. They come back, etc. Where the stick or, or or button or something like stops working or whatever, and I have to like basically start over. And that's very frustrating for something that costs $150 like to have. So like to have the whole stick unit come out and you can buy a new stick unit only to replace is really cool. I, I think yeah. that's a huge feature for this controller. It looks like the back buttons are remo uh, removable, swappable, I should say, as well. So, Okay. I think... Today... No, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only weird thing I find on this controller is like those front buttons that are exactly below the, yeah. <laughs> those are like a little weird like under the thumbstick oh the the function buttons yeah what are I, those? It, it looks a little bit weird i forget what their what the purpose is but i think it's um obviously i think it's also for a pc use but also i think if you're changing profiles oh, here you go the dedicated uh, function button allows you to easily adjust your setup while staying focused on in uh, the in-game action Quickly swap between your preset control profiles, adjust game volume and chat balance, and access the controller profile settings menu to set up and test new control iterations while in-game. So that all happens with those buttons on the controller. You don't have to fiddle around anywhere else. Very okay. cool if you, if you need a quick fix. You know what? That's that's better. I thought that they were like extra buttons they were putting under the sticks, and I'm like, why? That's not really helpful. Yeah, but that makes, that makes a lot of sense, actually, yeah. Christian. Thank you. Them. All um, right. I'm all good right. to go. Yes. Uh, oh, 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 hold on. What? what, what? I'm buying this. Yeah, okay. Just had to say that. I'm buying Thank it. You. Nice. Microsoft, please make removable thumbsticks, please. Anyway. Sure uh, <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. Uh, it's called The Lords of the Fallen now. It's a new game for the sequel, essentially. It's a. Wait. It's the new name for Lords of the Fallen 2. I didn't even know that. Wait. 
I didn't know that aspect because I knew I knew Lords of the Fallen Two was a thing, but I thought this was a sequel to that. I didn't realize that they're changing the name to that. Okay. Oh. They dropped the two and added the, the and yeah. added another the. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Uh, we got Moving Out Two, which is a sequel to the co-op party game. We got. This was a cool, cool one for me. New Tales from the Borderlands, which is a follow-up to the Telltale um, developed Tales from the Borderlands. This is being made by Gearbox, um, and it looks really, really funny. Uh, again, like I think those characters in that world really fits this this style of storytelling really well. Um, so that's cool. Um, let's see what else we got. Dying Light Two Bloody Ties DLC was announced. It's very bloody. Tortuga, <laughs> a pirate's tale was announced, a turn-based strategy pirating game. Uh, Marauders, and you guys stop me if there's one thing. Dude, you're you're going to keep reading. You're going to yeah. keep reading, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marauders, a multiplayer FPS set in the alternate 1990s. Destiny 2. Which, okay, I'll stop you there. Yes. Uh, I mean, art style looks cool. And this is indicative, I think, of a larger prob- problem, uh, I'd say, with... Um... Wait, hold on. I might be playing the wrong trailer here. No, no, no I'm, I'm playing the right one. Never mind. Uh, a lot of CG trailers with n- not much to back them up. And well, I'll get more into that a little later as, as you move forward. Okay, okay. Destiny 2 Lightfall, which I think that was just an ad, which uh, they put it in here as an announcement, but I think that was just yeah. an ad. Anywho. Uh, under the waves, which I think Christian maybe did yeah. that make a wave with you and Roe. Okay, I believe. it it made it it made a splash with me because <laughs> I <Nice>. think uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of tone they nailed it and like I'm all about narrative games uh, even even more so when they present them in like a very me- melancholy fashion. I'm like yes, let's feel sad and experience that together. Um, Quantic Dream, I think, is the worry. Like, I, I don't want to be supporting Quantic Dream. Uh, but, like, there is some kind of a silver lining that they are partnering with an outside studio. It's only being published by Quantic Dream. Um, and, like, I don't know. I, I don't know this new studio. I, I don't know who they are. Uh, but I may be, like, interested in, like, possibly giving it a shot because it's not quite the same as supporting Quantic Dream, the studio itself. So, I don't know. Get some uh, underwater action. Uh, Goat Simulator 3 uh, was also shown off again, which is kind of funny that it was shown off with Dead Island 2 in there as well after that trailer that they showed off uh, not too long ago. Missed opportunity not to link them together again. Yeah. (laughs) Which both are owned by Embracer Group, which I thought it was was a missed opportunity. Why not throw Dead Island into the, you know, Goat Simulator trailer? Yeah. But... Anywho, uh, Return to Monkey Island got a new look. I know there's a lot of people, well, there's some people excited. Some people are upset about an art style or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Moonbreaker, which is a turn-based sci-fi strategy game with paintable digital miniatures in the Unknown Worlds setting, collaborating with author Brandon Sanderson. And, Ro, we talked about it live on the stream, how cool this was. Yeah, the the miniature painting is definitely the coolest. Well, yes, to me, the coolest part of it yeah. um, that you could customize all that kind of stuff. And like you were saying, Dan, that that audience is going to love that 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. And that that engine that they were talking about, how in depth it is, is awesome. Like you, could, it's not like a like I was saying, it's not like a paint bucket tool. You're actually painting it and going to each little section of it and deciding the colors. And you're not just filling it in. You're actually choosing everything. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yes, tabletop fans will be all over that. I think definitely. Um, Here we go. Friends versus friends, a competitive card game from and fps from devolver digital right. heck yes dude this the art style i was all in and i remember watching you guys thinking like you guys were saying you know this is a card game and i thought it was too and then they showed like a snippet of gameplay towards the end it was like card based fps game uh which i think is you know kind of similar to almost like what like neon white was kind yeah. of uh although i don't have much details on this but like it, it looks really cool so the Definitely. art style is crazy. <laughs> Looks really cool. Yeah, it wasn't until I saw the gameplay, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this out. Because like you were saying, I, I thought it was a card game throughout the world. Yeah, it looks cool. The art style definitely looks amazing. Super yes. vibrant. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Lies of P, which is a Pinocchio game. And of course, it is a Bloodborne-like game, Ooh. according to these people, which I also said on the stream, right? And I got some alone? criticism yeah. for calling it that. Yeah. Oh, from who would ever do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, will our you know, resident Dark Souls fan be uh, enjoying this, Christian? Um, probably yes. Uh, it's also a Game Pass game, so I have no excuse because I, I have Game Pass. So I, I probably will be checking it out. And um, I think this game looks pretty cool. Uh, obviously, the aesthetic, uh, Bloodborne Cyber, also like you know, it's just gothic uh, architecture. Um, but I think the combat is where actually I think uh, it differentiates from Bloodborne because you're, you're using like the Full Metal Alchemist kind of arm. It's actually more secular, like there. Uh, there's I see like lightning powers. Uh, he's like Pinocchio is is like shimming down like this thing by just using his arm. It looks actually like a lot of fun. Uh, Souls like when I when I see games being marketed as Souls like I get a little bit worried because nobody does them like from software games. Uh, I don't know, but like I'll still give them a shot because it's inspired by one of the greatest genres of all time. So absolutely, they also posted a, a ten minute gameplay trailer today oh. that I've yet to check out. So. Heck yeah. Lots of new stuff coming out of Gamescom. Yeah. All right. Stranded Alien Dawn, guys. A strategy survival sim on another planet. Um, this looked pretty generic, I feel like. I think we agreed with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Atlas Fallen, a semi-open world co-op or solo action RPG that looks a bit like Monster Hunter. I think we even said that while we were watching. Bro. <laughs> Was yeah. this Monster Hunter? Yeah, I, I don't know if I, to, to bring up what Christian may have been planning to bring up, the CGI stuff is like, like even before the Stranded Alien Dawn trailer had like a really interesting opening. Like we were talking about like, wow, that guy looks really intense. Like when he's, he's in this uh, like escape pod hurtling towards Earth and then he hits Earth and out and then these weird alien bison and it completely shifts to this <laughs> like not cinematic at all. Uh, like you said, a, a co-op solo action RPG that looks completely different, and and then the same thing happened with Atlas, Atlas, uh, or sorry, Stranded Alien Dawn is a survival sim, and Atlas Fallen is the co-op solo action RPG that also had a just 
a lot of CGI stuff, and we didn't really get to see any gameplay. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, this next one, guys, from you know, speaking of people we really don't want to support, Homeworld Three, uh, <laughs> which comes by way of Gearbox and uh, Mr. Randy Pitchford, who announced it uh, on stage. Well, he didn't announce it, but obviously they showed off a new trailer for it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I don't have to enjoy this, you know, because <laughs> I don't have to support Randy. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Uh, any 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 original veterans of this podcast will remember the many episodes where I started listing out people that I don't like, like Randy Pitchford. Don't very ugh. yeah, very consistent mention. Yeah, absolutely. I want to throw out people I don't like too. Sure, go for it. Let me think about this. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> Besides me, right? I like you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. But you're on thin ice. I, what? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like you, Christian. You're a good guy. You know, bro is too. Genshin Impact 3.0, guys. A story trailer for the 3.0 launch. That's it. Yeah. That's all Enjoy, you Genshin perverts. Yeah. Uh, Honkai Star Rail, a turn based strategy RPG from Genshin Impact's developers, ironically enough. Mihoyo. Uh, we got a new look at High on Life, where we went into a little bit of a boss battle. Now, like the, I'm very excited to play this game just for like the comedy aspect, but the boss battle itself was very like generic. I think as yes. you were saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but just the writing in this, I'm very interested in. Like, I don't know. I think it it looks funny. It it is insane. Okay, uh, that's not true. Hold on, let me backpedal a little bit. Obviously, people were weren't uh, super interested in high on life. There's people who were like, "Yes, I'm all on this." There are people who were like, oh, "I don't know, I'm, humor is not really for that." Humor is not really for me. It's crazy that the people who were interested in this game beforehand, after this trailer, seemed like they were more uh, kind of annoyed with. I don't know if it isn't the right word, but like more worried about it than before. Because you're right. I think the gameplay is where it like it. It almost went on too long. Um, yeah, I like, was kind of ready for it to be over. Like, I, w- I would have been more interested to see something else that was not like a boss, like just more like some op- mission, part of a mission or whatever. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens. And it's in Game Pass. So. Game Pass, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's a si- spaceship deconstruction game since we totally needed one of those. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Wait, I... Th- I th- what was this one? Uh, I think I, I think I kind of want to play this game. Oh, yes, I mean, I, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Game, man. I think I saw this. I was like, this looks kind of chill. I, I have to be in the mood for these types of games. Though. But um, when I am in the mood, I do like these. I feel like these are chill. You know what? Uh, you you want a chill game? Let's go hop in a Power Wash Simulator together. Oh. You know what? To back you up, this is a nine out oh, of ten. I forgot about that. These are like like they were saying. This is the most important game you're ever playing. <laughs> Oh, that game, yeah. 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 <laughs> so maybe I'm onto something. And it already came out, yes. May 24th, 2022. So it was, it, it must have been one of those ads that we're talking. Yep, I think you're right. Yep. So. But yeah, I'll play Power Wash. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, and to this next one, guys, was quite possibly the most important announcement ever because only Daniel's excited about this. Nobody else is excited <laughs> because everyone likes to troll Daniel in regards oh. to this. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Me and Gage are both excited for this. I'm hoping to get you guys excited for it as well by watching the show. But the Expanse Telltale series, we got a, a pretty good look at it. Uh, and it's, of course, a narrative game based on the TV show by the new Telltale studio. However, yes, however. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. You, yeah. You want me to say it? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to say it. I know uh, you are. So the developer isn't necessarily oh, yeah. Telltale. The developer is uh, Deck Nine, right? Yeah, yes. okay. yeah, yeah. So that's the perfect <laughs> developer for this, of course. Are they like, writing too? I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah. I ah. Think, because I think Telltale. I think Telltale is actually working on Wolf Among Us. I, that team is mainly focused on Wolf Among Us too. Uh, so it makes sense that they kind of worked with Deck Nine to make this, and yeah, with Life is Strange, that's a perfect mixing there. And the Kamina Drummer is just so good as a character; she's an amazing character in the show. And of course, they got her back for the Telltale series as well. So very, very interested to to see how this shakes out. And of course, this takes place post um, the end of uh, the Expanse because of her position that she now holds so very cool i'm excited uh, i gotta catch up to the show obviously but i'm excited also you know who you know who works for deck nine who ryan ryan clements oh. i love ryan clements there you go formerly so. playstation and ign yes yes very cool okay. i'm i'm on I'm on the Deck Nine website here, and they have a and their first splash page is Life is Strange uh, True Colors, and it's like a little montage. <sighs> what a game! Dude. That was, I that was love a that game, game dude. <laughs> oh man, God, what a game! What a game! Death? Oh God, God, take me back! Take me back, please! <sighs> All right, guys. This one, me and Ro didn't know what was happening, but Christian <laughs> knew in the chat. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is a competitive multiplayer horror game based on the 80s movie, because Christian was born in the 80s. <laughs> no, but I am the movie dude, uh, and I've seen, I've seen this movie. Um, is it a good movie? Of course not, but it's a cult classic, uh, and it came totally a left field. I did not expect this property to ever come back in any kind of shape or form. But here we are, uh, based on it. So heck yeah, why not? Sure, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll play it, but like people, some people will. <laughs> Good for those people. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw that this game is like a three versus seven or something weird. I was like, that's a weird like. Well, number. yeah, it's the clowns versus the the humans. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Interested, nonetheless. Scars yep. above was announced a third person shooter on an alien planet that literally that description couldn't get any more any game. yeah <laughs> literally any game so i honestly don't remember that game so it's probably not you know anything crazy uh i'm looking at it the, the trailer real quick and it it, it looks pretty cool um to me obviously but uh yeah it again like you said generic <laughs> title but the gameplay looks kind of cool i will say and the story looks interesting, so That's we'll see fair. how it goes. That is fair. Anywho, Word Song. It's a brand new RPG from a new studio, Something Wicked Games, including former Bethesda and Bioware developers, um, which is very interesting. Uh, Christian looks upset about something. 
I looked up the trailer for Scars Above. Um, thank God I did, because uh, yes, Ro, I, I, the uh, like this game design, like the aesthetics, I think it looks really cool, and the gameplay looks interesting enough. Yes. Oh man, I totally forgot about this game. Uh, which I don't know. Maybe it's a bad title of a game for me to not remember. But... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. You're good. Back to word song. Yes, <laughs> word song, uh, which we basically got a CG trailer, so literally showed nothing. I think we saw on the screen more, you know, from the industry veterans that brought you all these games, but we really didn't see anything else. So uh, I guess we'll see. I lo I love all of those games that they posted on the screen. So if they can capture some of that magic, then I'm I'm in. But anywho, apparently it's. Oh, somebody's wrong here. It's either Word Song or Y Rose Song. Because on the, the official, well, not the official, but the Game Awards channel, it has oh, Y Rose instead of D. Right. But I thought it was a D too. But yeah, it's definitely a D because they have an O in, in, the, in, the, in the logo and it's completely different to the, the first. Well, o. hold on. Right? I'm looking at the, the. I think it's an O. I think it's a Y Rose Song. If I'm looking, the, the calligraphy on the O. Is a little difficult, but I think it's an O. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and the game awards this as a Wyro song. It's definitely Wyro. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm seeing that as well. That's it's confusing because they use two different O's in in the same word. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Oh, this is a no. They gotta sort this out. Dude. <laughs> this is just bad design. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then they might be a, something else, but then. Yeah. You know, the Game Awards, I feel like they would have the right. Yeah. Uh, dude, this, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. How, how'd this get past QA? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll go through another. Uh, like, by the time this game comes out, maybe it'll have a different logo. New, we'll see. It'll be a different name completely. Yeah. <laughs> Just called Song. Yeah. Uh, Age of Empires 4 has a brand new trailer, which announced new free civilizations, the Malayans the Malayans, Malayans and Ottomans uh, coming October 25th with the anniversary update. Um, continuing to add to that game. Mer where wins meet, I can't speak Marijuana? on this one. Where wins meet, which is an open world action RPG with martial arts. Christian, you're excited. First of all, uh, whoever wrote this article on PC Gamer, hold on, Lauren, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for this article, but also it's Wuxia. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I, I've decided that I'm not tweeting out my list of Asian games that look dope because I'm actually turning a little, little exclusive here for PXN. I'm turning it into a full video feature, um, that I've have researched and I've begun like writing details on, on each individual game. Nice. Um, and then I'll tweet after, but yeah, where wins meet is on that list and it, it looks, uh, it looks cool, man. Uh, I love to see prestige games coming out of asia everywhere because they've they're like they're standing out i think not and you know i'm saying this like a little bit trepidatiously because none of them have come out but uh i'm jazzed about so many games that are coming out from asia not just china but also korea and, and japan but like china is really stepping up their their triple a games so yeah heck yeah you know what else is coming out of Japan? Hideo Kojima's podcast, Brain Structure. Uh, it's launching on Spotify on September 8th and will have an English translation. Apparently, it's also going to have a uh, section from Jeff Keighley, which is going to be like a news segment, which is actually really cool. Yeah. Shut up, Jeff. 
Let Kojima <laughs> do his thing. Okay. Uh, I can't wait for this, dude. Yeah. Very odd to have Kojima here. And I'm, I'm like, oh, it's got to be the Xbox game. Yeah. Um, nope. And it's like, no, he's just launching a podcast. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jeff and Kojima's friendship, like, they do stuff like this. So it's, you know. Yeah. It's such a Kojima thing, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're expecting the game? Nope. Just, uh, just a new Spotify thing. So, guys, now we're complete. We are in direct competition with Hideo Kojima. That is a losing We're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Park Beyond, guys, is a park building sim with big old roller coasters. We got a new trailer and a 2023 launch window. Of course, harping back to those roller co coaster tycoon days, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh we, God! This next one. We got <laughs> we got a car announcement: a mini Aceman electric concept car from BMW with gaming features and a Pokemon partnership. So that was. A thing. I will never. I will never be able to afford this. Don't show me it ever again. It was There's, cool, like the projection. Yeah, the little dashboard in there. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. There's, there's. I hope, I hope to God that there's a, there's a me out there in a different universe who's rich that is eating this up, driving <laughs> yes. this around somewhere. Because if I were, I would be driving this around everywhere. Heck yeah. I take it back. The most egregious part about this segment is when Jeff goes, "Oh, we're gonna ask you what your favorite Pokemon is <laughs> in a second. and then he never went back. He never asked. Never did. No. Yeah. I saw fear in that man's eyes when he, when he said he was gonna ask him that. So I think he's like. You know what? Okay, I won't put you on the spot. Never mind, because <laughs> he looked nervous after he said, "I'm going to ask you." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to look up pictures of uh, Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen next to pictures of Togepi. Oh, I saw that. I actually saw uh, that on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were resemblances. Dan knows half of these people. Uh, <laughs> hey, I know Togepi. I'm saying half. <laughs> Togepi. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide guys got a character creation and gameplay trailer. Um, that that game continues to look really cool, almost like a modern Left 4 Dead. Like Back for Blood, the the shooting mechanics itself just like aren't as crisp as a modern day shooter. So I'm hoping this will kind of fulfill my my uh, you know desire for that. So visuals look oh. great for this game too. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I am. I if if my PC can run it, I am down to play. So it looks a lot of fun. Yeah, another game night game. Heck yeah. Blacktail guys is an action adventure and archery game about the origins of Slavic myth Baba Yaga. Uh, we got a trailer and a launch date of December fifteenth. So interesting cool. there. Um, we got. Phantom Hellcat, which is a third-person hack-and-slash combo-chaining action game with a first reveal trailer. Um, so that, that was another yeah, this interesting is, This look. is one that I think I think looked kind of interesting. But I, um, I didn't see enough of it to really like judge it. But what was there I thought was like pretty cool. It looks like it kind of combined like uh, 2D sequences with like kind of that action brawler type um, mm -hmm. experience. So yeah, it looks interesting uh crossfire x we got a, a babylon update for the xbox uh fps uh, we got a new trailer in august 23rd launch date which of course was yesterday so it's out now i guess go ahead and play it i guess i don't know uh <laughs> door from montic uh a strategy puzzler about building towns a new trailer announcing a nintendo switch launch on september 29th oh 
Mm. This was the one from the the those the four students. The yes. four other Dutch students? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Props to them, cool. yeah, for for to have this stage to to, to display this game. Absolutely. Cool shit. Absolutely. Uh, our next one, the Outlast Trials. What is it? Outlast, but with up to four players online. Uh, a new trailer and closed beta announcement from October 28th to November 1st. So you'll be able to play in a closed beta this fall. Um, maybe not the, the full game yet, but I'm sure when this game comes out, we'll have a PXN play session, right, Ro? Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I would be less scared with people, so maybe. <laughs> oh, we're totally yeah. going to try and chop your head off. Though. I mean, that's good. There was one point in this trailer where this guy just like seemed way too eager to be tortured. Like He sat down in the chair <laughs> willingly and then the the strap came over his face. Like, what are you doing? Hell, why aren't you running? Yeah, but, yeah. Looks looks interesting. Indeed. And the last thing we got here, the finals, which was a destruction heavy FPS from former Battlefield developers. We got a new trailer and play tests on Steam are starting soon. Um, so, yeah. I mean. They say new trailer, but it was like it was uh, five yeah. seconds of intercutting. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't enough there. But like, uh, for us to actually like have a, a discussion about like gameplay. Yes. Um, but I am very curious about this one as well. And then like the neon pink uh, cover with with that with the font and you know the, the girl shooting, uh, I think looks really cool. Uh, I think it might be a free to play game. I think it might oh. be. Uh, I, actually, I'm. I think I might have that wrong. Oh. Um, I, I thought that's what, okay. I could be wrong. Either way, uh, this is one that's uh, as well. Like, I'm interested in. All right, guys. Um, oh, sorry. No, I'm just trying to find something about the studio and Bark Studio. There, I know you said they're a new studio. They're not the people who are making. They are the people who are making Arc Riders. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yep, that's all I wanted to to know. So, I, and I remember them saying that they're delaying Arc Riders to put out a different game first, and this is obviously that game. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, I just want to ask you guys one question. I had three, but we're, we've gone long, so I'm just going to ask one question. What was your guys' favorite reveal from Gamescom opening night live? Or not even reveal, but... Reveal? Not even reveal. Like, oh. your favorite announcement or whatever was included in his show. True. I don't think I have one, and that's my problem. Oh, okay. Um, is that Gamescom... I, I was actually listening to Kind of Funny, so I, I actually am going to quote Blessing um, when he says, like, this. the showcase is, like, it's good, not great, and it's like it seems like it's a lot of swimming in sevens games where, like, it's a lot of stuff that maybe could be for you, it may not be, but, like, what's there is just, like, just okay. Um, I, think, I think that's where I stand, like... Um, my biggest issue wasn't actually wasn't even ads wasn't wasn't the uh, you know the awards they were doing. I was actually with the amount of like uh, CG trailers um, without showing out which studio it was first or like what it was gonna or showing off gameplay. Those kinds of trailers without context in a two hour long show do so much to like not like convince me to be interested in your game. Uh, and when there's so many games coming out, uh, so many trailers, like it, it's you're gonna you're gonna lose me very fast. Um, so yeah, like I think this is my problem with Gamescom is they really haven't nailed it. But it, it, Jeff has been working hard on 
still making the show kind of fun and, and more easily digestible. And I think this is probably the, the most digestible show he's ever done. Um, I'm also talking because I was scrolling through it to actually answer Dan's original question. Uh, I take it back. The stuff that I did see, I have, I have three. Okay. Kojima's podcast. Uh, that was one of my favorite announcements. Not a game. The PlayStation Edge controller. DualSense Edge. I'd love to see that here. Not a game. Did you say game or just an announcement? Announcement. Just announcement. Okay. Yep. okay. Uh, and then the other was probably uh, Where Wins Me. Because I, I'm just really fascinated in like games coming out of Asia right now. But also, of, of course, honorable mentions to Callisto Protocol, which I was already excited about. Yes. Uh, Expanse, already excited about. Uh, and then Liza P, probably one that like I didn't really care for it. After this, I'm, I probably will check out. Heck yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, the the Mini Cooper <laughs> was my was my Yo. favorite. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think I'm in the, the same boat as Christian. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but since I, I would like to give variety, but I, I, I the truth is when Rises was as well. Uh, besides Sonic, um. Yeah, I would say the wind rises is probably my favorite. Wind uh, rises. Sorry, not the wind rises. Great Ghibli Love film. Love that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, where winds meet. Sorry. Um, yeah, I thought that was the best one uh, out of everything we saw. What about you, Dan? What did what was your favorite? I think my favorite was probably the Telltale announcement, just because de- hearing Deck Nine is actually the one making it makes me feel a lot more confident in it. And of course, me and Gage both love The Expanse, so like a property that we both re- very much want to see Wait. done justice. What you you like it too? <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so uh, having a developer that can do it justice is is fantastic to see. So that was the best announcement. But man, I'm just so excited for the Callisto Protocol. I just I can't wait to play that game. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Nice December game. <laughs> yeah, lovely for the the holiday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Before the I was watching. I had a trailer playing uh, Blacktail, which which is fate, and I said the wind rises um, out loud a couple of times, and then I said a great Ghibli film. And when the film or when the video ended, I got a video <laughs> suggested that said ten best Ghibli films of all time. I have not been watching a lot of anime YouTube right now. This is the creepiest. <laughs> I've been watching just video game stuff all day. Like what the hell? The algorithm works that fast. Is so bro. creepy. Wow. God, are they listening? Oh yeah, they must be. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Can oh. I say I'm surprised Ro didn't bring up Sonic at all? He did. I'm. I, I offhandedly said yeah. yeah. Besides Sonic, okay. uh, the wind. Oh, I may. Have, okay, I missed yeah. that. I apologize, Ro. Yeah. No, it's okay. Heck yeah. But you know what? You shouldn't apologize for is making sure you tune in to our Twitter on the 29th through the 31st. Vote for your favorite video game location slash setting. Anywho, guys, anything else before we close out the show? Yeah, Andrew Tate. Yeah, I oh, yeah, fuck Andrew Tate. Right? <laughs> I was going to say Andrew Tate has, breaking news, Andrew Tate has been, has been banned from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Gage will return next week. Uh, Christian, I will not. Christian, we will miss you next week. Uh, Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter for the final time, Twitter. 
uh, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro, Christian, and Gage is not here. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. I miss you.